Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. The President's wife, Sabina Higgins, has called on the HSE to let new mothers spend a longer time in hospital um, rather than being thrown out after giving birth. In a major intervention, uh, Mrs Higgins called on the HSE to dramatically improve its breastfeeding policy and make every midwife an expert in lactation. She called on breastfeeding groups to lobby the government to counter unaccountable and well-resourced corporations who are pushing formula on women all over the world. Um, she went on to say, uh, uh, speaking at an event in Arsenal yesterday to mar- mark National Breastfeeding Week, the latching on event was the first that Mrs Higgins was able to host in two years due to the pandemic. Ireland, as you will know, has one of the lowest breastfeeding rates in the world. Around 40% of new mothers are still breastfeeding three days after they've been discharged from hospital. It's estimated that after six months, less than 10% of mothers are breastfeeding their babies. Now, Mrs Higgins told an audience of breastfeeding mothers and advocacy groups that she was embarrassed to say what Ireland's breastfeeding rate was. Something huge really has to be done, she said. Uh, She said the HSE's breastfeeding action plan should be fully funded and implemented and every midwife should be trained, uh, should be a trained lactation expert that can help with the latching on with establishing breastfeeding. Now, the human rights advocate uh, said everyone was familiar with images of bottle-fed babies on television. We've constantly, the formula-fed, bottle-fed babies being shown. It would be a highly desirable move by the HSE to have programmes and regular ads on television showing breastfeeding mothers and about breastfeeding mothers. And this whole thing raises the whole question of the attitude that still some people have towards breastfeeding here in Ireland. So today uh, we want to know, what was your experience after uh, giving birth? Did you feel that you were being kicked out of hospital? How long were you? I know, for example, one woman gave birth at six o'clock in the morning and she was home in her own bed at 10 o'clock that night. That night. So did you feel like you were being uh, kicked out or were you more than happy to uh, go home when you were discharged? And what was your experience like where it comes to uh, breastfeeding in terms of uh, being taught how to do it, being uh, coached? Or was there any help or encouragement to uh, breastfeed? Or were you literally uh, thrown out of the hospital within minutes? I'd love to hear from you. Our uh, number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. We also want to find out uh, what your partner's experience uh, was. So we want to hear from men as well. The question is, and as I said, um, Sabina Higgins said that there's too much emphasis on um, formula feeding and not enough emphasis in society at large on uh, breastfeeding. And that is proven by the fact that women are literally thrown out of hospital within hours of uh, giving birth. I'd love to hear from you. Our number, you can send us a text, a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to 87 188 That's 87 And let us know 
uh, whether or not uh, you were encouraged to breastfeed, uh, maybe you felt you were badgered into breastfeeding, or you got no encouragement whatsoever. Uh, and did you breastfeed? I mean, uh, to be honest with you, that figure uh, that 40% of new mothers are still breastfeeding after three days and only 10% of mothers are uh, breastfeeding their babies after six months, which is very, very low compared to uh, other countries. 087-188-0008 is our number if you'd like to get involved in uh, this conversation. Let me kick off with uh, Gina. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits. Hi, Gina. Hi, Adrian. How are you? <clears throat> now, sorry, Gina. You uh, agree with what um, Sabina Higgins was saying, that um, new mothers should spend l- longer in uh, hospital learning how to breastfeed, basically. Yeah, I do. I do. I had twins um, eight years ago now. Um, and but they were premature, so I was kept in for seven days because I had to get emergency cesarean. So that was different. But if I hadn't have been, they I would have been kicked out. Now they're in the NIC unit because they were twelve weeks prem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I did do the breastfeeding as much as I could, but was pumping, um, because they couldn't. So, but I didn't have anyone helping me. Like they'd show me where the room I'd go in to pump, and then. That'd be kind of it. Now I wasn't getting a lot at the time. My dad was dying of cancer, so my breast milk stopped, and um, because they said it was due to stress. But they said the first three weeks is the most important, anyway, for mm-hmm. our babies, for our newborn babies. Um, but I do feel that new parents, new moms, um, should be kept in for at least even three days. You know, just to kind and of. I, I gave an example, things. and I'm sure it's not. Uh, I'm sure there are many examples of a. A mother who gave birth at six o'clock in the morning and she was home yeah, in, her, in, in her own bed that night. That's ridiculous. Now, For new she, she now, kind of, she was happy enough to go child. home. Yeah, but come here. Who doesn't want to stay in hospital? Uh, who doesn't want, who wants to stay in hospital? But like, it's okay. Like if it's your second, third or fourth child, no problem. But the, especially young mothers, like people, children, like women from 18 to the age of 24, for their first child. You know, they they need to be taught things. And plus the fact that postnatal depression being so high as well, the added stress of, oh, am I doing this right? I don't know if I'm doing this. I don't know what's happening. And you know what I mean? Like, of course, there'll probably be someone get help from their moms and stuff. But to get it from the hospital and to get it from a, a qualified person is so much better than, you know, your mom. As you know yourself, mm. a lot of children don't even listen to their mouth. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how you done it, but it's different nowadays. Like, that was 20 years ago, Ma. Do you know what I mean? Where again, they're from somebody in the hospital, and again, you know, I, it gives them more support going home. Like, you know So, I mean? is that the reason you believe that that lack of support that so few yeah. women in Ireland yeah. breastfeed? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do, because like if you if you think about it, like if they're in hospital, you have to give them birth, just going through labour, and then you're handed your baby, and you're like, now, would you like to breastfeed? And they're like, no, no, no. And they're like, okay, no problem, here's a bottle. And now you'll be going home tomorrow, or you'll be going home this evening. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, there's no incentive there. There's nothing there to give them guidance to let them know how much nutrition it is for the child. It's not about society's way of, you know, child sucking on a nipple. It's, it's, it's all the nutrients that the baby needs to build its immune system, to, you know, for stuff like that. They're not told these type of things. They're told, okay, no, your nipples get sore, your nipples are going to bleed, it's very painful. They're not told the positives of everything. And I think that's part of, yeah, I think that's part <coughs> of the problem, that it's ne- it, it's yeah. always highlighted, it's 
It's the downside of breastfeeding we always hear about, not the upside. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially for newborn babies, especially like if any babies are born with jaundice, if they are born like premature, even if it's only two or three weeks, hmm. you know, or even if they're just normal, that they're over, over, uh, over their birth age, it's still nutrition, it's healthy for them, it's building their immune system as they're getting older. And look, I'm not one for thinking a child up to the age of three or five should be breastfed. I'm not one for that, but at least even for the first three to six months, you know what I mean, to give them all that nutrition that they need. Hmm. Okay, but stay there for one second if you can, please, uh, Gina. I'd love to hear from you on this on 087-188-0008. I'm trying to get my head around um, why Ireland has the, one of the lowest rates of breastfeeding in the Western world. And we do. Um, in terms of figures, 40% of new mothers are still breastfeeding three days after they gave birth, uh, after they've been discharged from hospital. But that figure goes down to 10% after six months. 10% are uh, breastfeeding. And we're trying to understand, uh, the uh, president's uh, wife, Sabina Higgins, has called on the HSE to let new mothers spend a longer time in hospital learning how to breastfeed rather than being thrown out after uh, giving birth. That's how she described it. Um, And we're asking, is there enough encouragement? Is there enough encouragement? Um, 087-188-0008 is our number. You can send us a text or WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note. Antoinette, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. Hi, Antoinette. Hi, Adrian. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Antoinette. Um, you didn't feel rushed? No, I couldn't wait to go. <laughs> like, my force... Now, when I had my forced, I had six nieces and nephews. Mm. So by the time I had my own child, I was I was able to do kind of everything that you can do with a baby because I was able to knew how to feed a baby, knew how to change the nappies, knew how to wash them, and all the the usual that you do with a baby. So for me, it was just like just get me out here and get me home. Mm. I didn't want to stay in the hospital. They kept me in for three days, and it was like it felt like a month. It was just like let me home, because like, you can get you can get yourself then into your own routine of, like, go home, settle the baby, because obviously in a hospital environment, there's noise, but, like, there's always noise anyway. Um, but you can get them kind of into your own routine instead of, obviously, God knows so many people, like, back when I had mine, there was, like, half the nation was allowed into the hospital to visit you. Um, but now I couldn't wait to go home because I wanted to get into that routine mm. of, like, obviously bonding with my babies and everything else. Like my eldest, I was three days in. My eldest son, I was 12 hours. Right, 12 hours? I had him at 6 o'clock in the evening and I was I left Hollis Street Hospital at 10 o'clock the next morning. I was like, bye. <laughs> I was like, I'm <laughs> right. not staying here. I was like, because the nurse came in and said, how are you? I'm grand. Can I go home? Like, <laughs> and off you went. went. And off you went. And I went home. Okay, so um, you didn't feel rushed. You wanted to go home, but uh, no, the, I wanted uh, to go home. The, the question like I is, I had twins then, and even with the twins, like they were three months premature, but they came home with me because they were like older babies, but mm. not older. Like they had one was five pound six and one was five pound two, so they went. So, so talk to me about breastfeeding then, Antoinette, and and why 
in your opinion, Ireland has one of the lowest rates of breastfeeding in the Western world. Why do you think that is? Because they don't, they don't, well, in my opinion, in my experience, the only one I was asked about breastfeeding was my youngest child. And that's because she was three months premature. And, uh, and they obviously felt I that would uh, breastfeeding ask. would benefit uh, her. Yeah, they said it benefit her because she was so young. Mm. Now, I had to pump, obviously, because she was in the, the neo unit. And I did, but obviously the stress of having a premature baby, I like I was in hospital for three months before she was born. Mm. So I was like, just get me out. I was like, I don't want to be here. So... Like, I did pump, I did bring in the milk for her, because she was in there for four weeks after I went home. Um, so, like, I did express as much as I can, but obviously, as I but said... But that was the only time you were ever... the um, only time I was ever asked... About breastfeeding. About breastfeeding. And that's because she was such a tiny little uh, premature she, like, baby. She was three pound in weight when she was born. Okay. So, the, uh, like I said, the President's uh, wife has, uh, was saying that... Um, she believes more attention should be given to, especially first-time mothers, that uh, they need help to be taught how to breastfeed and rather than just marched out of the the hospital fairly promptly. Now, would so you agree with that? They just say to you, like, do you want to breastfeed or do you want to bottle feed? And if you say bottle feed, they just go, okay. And that's the they end of don't, that. They don't push it on it. They don't, they, as the other lady said, they don't explain what the nutrients are that your baby is getting from mm. you when you're breastfeeding. Yes, yeah, so yes, they expect you to know all of that. You're supposed to know everything. Yeah. Like, I remember being in there and it was on my eldest. And as I said, I had nieces and nephews. But there was a girl in the world with me. She had never, ever been around a child before. She hadn't a blind notion. And, uh, by the way, there are doing. loads of first-time mothers who are like that. Like... I had to help her, not mm. the nurses. I had to explain to her. It, that girl was, was so naive, she didn't even have pads. She hadn't a clue. She hadn't a blind notion what was happening. Um, and I, and I, obviously... Like, I did, said to her, like, do you have pads? She said, no, so what do I need pads for? I said, because you bleed after baby. Really? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I had obviously had. But I even know that, and I'm a man. I gave, yeah. yeah, I gave them to her. Yeah, she that is. Yeah, that's had, that's awful. Nothing. It's sad actually to and hear. She, she was clueless, and she's like, "Why is he crying?" I said, "Did you feed him?" She's like, "No." I was like, "Oh God, love her." <laughs> so I said to go out to the nurse and said, "Tell her you need food, like need a bottle to feed the baby and whatever." And she came in and she says to me, "Um, how do I feed him?" The nurses didn't come in and tell her how to do anything. That is dreadful, isn't so, it? So, when the nurses come in, obviously, it's like to go, how are you? Are we all right? I said to them, well, do you actually explain to that girl, like, what it's like after having a baby, like? And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, she hasn't a clue. Mm. Literally hasn't a blind notion. This was the first child. She was an only child. And this was the first child to be born kind of in their family. Mm. So she hasn't a clue. But like as I said, only I was sitting there and I explained to her, "Look, this is what you have to do." Type of thing. She didn't even left. She okay, so uh, so she not only didn't have a clue about uh, anything to do with the child, she certainly wouldn't have had a clue about breastfeeding then. 
No. No. Like, they didn't even ask her. Like, she just went out said, can I have a bottle to feed the baby? And they handed her a bottle. And that was, the, that was the end of that? That was the end of it, mm. yeah. Like, I don't think there was anybody in, in any of the wards that I was in that was breastfeeding. There mm. was. There was one when I had the twins, and she actually had the child in the bed with her. And the nurses gave out for her, and she said, yeah, but, like, if I'm asleep, the baby can just latch on. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, really. Okay, so so in in your opinion, more needs to be done to help oh, and encourage um, mothers to to breastfeed on on breastfeeding mm. because, like, obviously, I can explain to my girls what it's like, like if they want to breastfeed. Look, you know what I mean. As I said, mm-hmm. that lady said, like, saw nipples and everything else. But it's that bond when when you are breastfeeding your baby like it's just you and your baby and it, it just gives you that little bit more closeness with your with your baby like all right well as i said uh, an awful lot of if you if you are a mother who did breastfeed on your first child i'd love to hear from you because i want to find out what role uh, the hospital had uh, in your decision to breastfeed or was this a decision that you just took yourself uh, were were you were you encouraged to breastfeed by uh, the hospital? Because as I said, the president's wife uh, Sabina Higgins has called on the HSE to let new mothers spend a longer time in hospital learning how to breastfeed rather than being thrown out after uh, giving birth. She was referring to the fact that we have the lowest uh, rate of breastfeeding nearly in the Western world. Around 40% of new mothers are still breastfeeding three days after they've been discharged from hospital, but that goes down to 10% after uh, six months. What was your experience like? You can send us a text to WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to 087-188-0008. Monica, I'll take your call in just a second if you can uh, stay with me. Uh, Let me have a listen to this WhatsApp voice note that uh, came in uh, from Morris speaking about his wife's experience. Hi, Adrian. I'd have to agree um, definitely with Miss Higgins. uh, Our kids are 10 and whatever now, two of them. But uh, yeah, we felt we were really, the, the best the, uh, formula milk was really pushed on us. We were determined from the beginning to we were breastfed anyway, so their propaganda didn't work. But definitely nurses are getting kickbacks out of formula companies to promote uh, bottle-fed babies in maternity hospitals. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Thanks, Morris. We get some uh, strange messages into this programme from time to time, like this one. What kind of idiot doesn't know you have to feed your baby. Do you think medical staff have time to sit with everyone explaining the basics? Educate yourself and stop being dumb, says one message. This goes back to uh, what Antoinette was describing about the mother, um, the mother who just hadn't a clue. She was so naive, she hadn't a clue. And then another message, with all that's going on in the world, this is the best topic you can talk about. Nobody cares, says John and Carla. We'll just switch your radio off, John. We're not keeping you. Off you go. Bye. This is one of the most important issues, believe it or not, John, because this is about the um, next generation of little babies being born in Ireland and the fact that we have the lowest rate of breastfeeding in the Western world. So, yes, John, it actually is. An extremely important issue. Don't know if you've children or if you even have an opinion on this, but clearly you don't. Monica, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Monica. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Monica. Now, uh, tell me your uh, story. You're from Poland. 
Yes, I am from Poland. And you had your child here eight years ago? Yes, eight years ago. Alec was born eight years ago in Cork. And actually, it was an amazing experience. I really think that the doctors over here are very good and the food is very nice. The staff is very nice. I compare my experience with the experience of my sister in Poland and it's completely different thing. In what way? What What is so different? Well, I felt then I was really taken care of and all my concerns were, were hard. I was hard and I was really, uh, you know, like, for example, my husband was with me all the time. There was no issues with that. That was very important to me. Um, if I needed a painkiller, nobody was waiting to, to, to give me the medication. Mm-hmm. I get it as requested, you know. Where, for example, my sister, they were waiting till the last moment, uh, which wasn't really nice, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as, uh, after Alessandra was born, um, maybe I will explain something. I have a friend and neighbors, and I know a lot of women who are uh, in La Leche. So they were breastfeeding for a very long time. So I educate myself before I had a baby. Uh, and I had the group of support, which was absolutely amazing. But I have to tell you then, the midwife in the hospital, her reaction when I said I want to breastfeed was, well, your nipple um, shape is incorrect. You will never be able to breastfeed. So in terms of your experience in the hospital was was good, but when it came to breastfeeding, not so good. No. Until that moment. I I loved um, the chat with the midwives. However, this one midwife discouraged me. And if I was somebody who had no knowledge about that, who didn't educate um, uh, myself, if I didn't educate myself before, probably I would listen to her. What I said, well, hold my water and give me the pump. (laughs) And after a few hours, I had too much milk, actually. So I was able to breastfeed for three years. For three years, very good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so let me ask you then, in terms of of, uh, breastfeeding, uh, as we said, we have one of the the lowest rates in the world, actually, uh, here in Ireland. What's it like in comparison in Poland? I'm not sure. I don't think that it's much higher, especially because in Poland there is still the stigma where uh, you cannot breastfeed in the public places. Where over here I was, uh, for example, I don't know, in the shop looking for the clothes and my baby was hungry. So what I did, I sit on the, on the chair and I was just breastfeeding him over there. Mm. I had no problems with that. Nobody gave me any dirty looks where in Poland it is possible that somebody might ask you, to cover yourself up. Um, I was going to restaurants with my son when he was very tiny, uh, and I was perceiving him over there. There was never an issue. So I'm not sure what's the rate in Poland, but I think an island is very, very, uh, you know, there, there is no attitude against the breastfeeding. Hmm. Okay, but, um, it, you, you, well, you haven't noticed it, but I do know because I have spoken to women in the past who have had uh, issues in terms of being told to cover up. In fact, I'd love to hear from any women who may have had uh, experiences like that here in Ireland. You can send us a text, a WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note. I'm trying to work out whether our low breastfeeding rates are down to 
the hospitals not doing enough to uh, teach new mothers? Is it down to society's attitude? Have you had a situation where somebody looked crooked at you because you were breastfeeding your uh, child? You can send us a text to WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to 087-188-0008. Now, uh, Emma, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, how are you? Now, you just had your third baby three weeks ago. Yep, that's correct. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, let's talk about... uh, How long were you in hospital? So, I was C-section, Adrian. Oh, okay. For four days. For four days. Uh, So, well, I had her like at 2.15 in the morning on the Thursday morning. And I got home on the Sunday. All right, very good. Uh, so I didn't feel rushed, you know, and my other two kids were C-section as well. But the beds either side of me was like a funfair ride of women who had natural births. Uh, who were in and out like a yo-yo, literally. In and out because they were able to go home the same day. There was one woman who had her baby at home on the Sunday, like at about four in the morning. And she came to the hospital at about six and they um, told her she couldn't go home that day. She was ready to go home and all. She had her baby, like, just happened at home. But they did keep her. But everyone else, they were spinning them in and out. But I don't feel, in terms of breastfeeding, I felt pressured on my first. But I think that's because I I was a first-timer. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. But I wasn't going to do it. Mm. So then on my second, I was ready. I was like, no, no, not doing it. No, no. I just didn't want it for myself. I just, it wasn't a choice of mine. I didn't, I don't, I think, do you know what it was? I think I was reared watching my sisters on the bottle. So I didn't really know enough about it, I think. I was a bit uneducated. Uh, Okay, so doesn't that uh, really bring us around to exactly what uh, Sabina Higgins is saying? That she believes. I agree with her. Yeah. yeah, She believes not enough is being done to help, uh, to encourage, to support women to breastfeed. Because how can you possibly. Uh, get that sort of support if you're out of the hospital t- 12 hours yeah, later. Not even, yeah. And, and my younger sister, uh, like, the, the said baby fed on bottle. She breastfed her kids. You know, the difference in eight. You know, she's 12 years younger than me. And she breastfed hers. I just didn't. This time around, I didn't, even though she was premature. She came four weeks early. But I noticed in the ward. So as I said, it was like two in the morning on the Thursday morning. And on the Thursday and the Friday, there was a lactation consultant going around to help the women whose milk hadn't come in or whose babies weren't latching. But that lactation consultant wasn't there Saturday, Sunday. Yes, OK. So the, so any women that were in over that weekend... They were left. They were but, gone, you know, yeah. Don't get me wrong. The midwives helped as They were fantastic. Any chance they got, they were helping the women. But, of course, they were busy doing you know, midwife stuff. Um, and they helped them as best as they could over the weekend. But the lactation consultant is only Monday to Friday mm. where I was. Yeah. If a woman arrives in on Friday evening and she's out by Sunday, she's not going to meet that person. No, she's no. not going to get the lactation consultant. And there was baby screaming there because, you know, like not no offence to the poor women, but their milk mightn't have been in or the baby mightn't be getting enough. And, you know, I'm in the bed going, oh, my God, please help them. You know, just So, so when, it, when it comes to breastfeeding, then, um, you're saying that part of the reason you wouldn't have breastfed is a bit of naivety, is it? Yeah, I didn't know enough about it. Yeah. Like, my first daughter, my daughter's 11 and a half, uh, my oldest. And I hadn't, I'm sure I didn't know anyone who had breastfed. I was, I was the first in my family of five to have kids, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Didn't know. Sorry, she has the hiccups here beside me. I can hear. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I didn't know enough about it. That's what I would have said. Now, I did antenatal classes on her, and in the antenatal classes, they pushed breastfeeding. They really did. That was 11 and a half years ago. They pushed it. 
they they gave the benefits and you know they they went through it all i didn't do the antenatal on my son sure i thought i knew it all yeah. <laughs> this time around i didn't either but i i think they should push it more but i think the help should be there in the hospitals too and I think, too, for us in Ireland, I don't know if this is right or not, but it was a generational thing, too. I think more and more women are doing it. Like, I see it with my younger sister versus me and my older sister. And, I, like, my other half is Dutch, like, and the difference. They all do it in Holland. And, that, uh, and that's exactly why, uh, why we're having this conversation, yeah. to try and understand why Where, yeah. uh, we uh, breastfeed one of the li- lowest rates in uh, in the world, which is shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you go to, <clears throat> I was just reading earlier on, that you uh, look at countries like, for example, Croatia has the highest rate of breastfeeding in the entire world. Now, Croatia is not that far away from us. More, no. th- more than 98% of all babies are breastfed starting at birth in uh, Croatia. We have nothing like that here. Uh, no, it's, I say we're low. It's 40% after, three days after being discharged from hospital, uh, but that goes down to 10% uh, after but six it's months. It's hard on home. I saw it with my sister. It's hard mm. on, on the girls at home who, if the baby might have latched in the hospital and then they don't latch at home, or they could, like, you know, they might come across mastitis and... You know, it's hard on them with if if they don't have the backup. I know in Holland you get because you know they all pay health insurance. Like even if you're on the dole, the mm-hmm. fifteen euro comes out of your dole before you even get it. So they get like, um, I don't want to say a midwife, but someone comes to the house for uh, like two weeks after the birth, and that like that's how you know that helps them. If you're stuck at home and you're struggling. And like me, I'm in Dublin. My family are on the other side of the country down in Mayo. Like, I've no family here to say, help me if I was struggling with this, if I tried it. And, but again, there, there is still this, and uh, I'm about to play a, a voice note about the experience that one woman uh, had with the stigma. There is still a bit yeah, of a stigma. and that's a generational I, thing. Yeah, I, I, was on a, I was on a bus a couple yeah. of weeks ago and there was a mother feeding her baby on the bus and there was an yeah, old like woman... Her. Staring her out of it. Yeah, that's a generation. That's where I feel we're we're not that far ahead. In yeah, it. I always think that with Europe anyway, we're a little bit behind on some things for versus them. And I do think, like for me, I saw my mom with my my sister. I was twelve when she was born. If you know what I mean, and she and that's all I knew when I went to have my daughter was a bottle. And whereas my the, 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 that girl now has her own kids, my sister, and she breastfed. I do think it's generational as well. All right, do, uh, stay there for one second if you can, please, Emma. Our number is 087-188-0008. You can send us a text, a WhatsApp, or you can do what Dan did and send us a WhatsApp voice note. Mind you, if you are sending a WhatsApp voice note, will you keep it under a minute? We got one uh, a while ago that was four and a half minutes long. We're just not going to play a four and a half minute long uh, voice note. So if you're sending us a voice note, try and keep it under a minute long, if you wouldn't mind. Here is Dan. Adrian, the problem lies with the stigma in this country for breastfeeding. If a woman goes to a cafe and their kid is crying and they go to breastfeed the dirty looks to get off everyone there's too many busybodies saying oh they should be covering up they should be doing this should be doing that at home so don't blame women for not wanting to breastfeed when my girlfriend was pregnant she got asked was she going to bottle or breastfeed and she said bottle and they looked at her like she had 10 heads like she was the worst person in the world so don't think it's really the nurses it's down to the people giving everyone dirty looks when people are in a cafe or anything like that sorry i can't come on and work 
And a very good afternoon to you. This is Adrian Kennedy in for uh, Niall this afternoon. Uh, before I take a few more calls on what we've been talking about, and that is the very low rates of uh, breastfeeding here in Ireland, I want to give you the opportunity to win something for nothing. You know, like winning something for nothing. All this week, Ireland's Classic Hits Radio, together with Volta Pictures, would like to send you and a guest to a special preview of the award-winning documentary Vicky at Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin next Wednesday, the 5th of October. Uh, the preview, which is happening on Wednesday, uh, documents a story of courage and hope. It'll showcase Vicky Phelan's personal journey and her heroic work to uncover the cervical check scandal in Ireland. If you would like to be there next Wednesday at the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin, all you have to do uh, is send us a WhatsApp with your name and your details to 087-188-0008 and we'll pick a winner at the end of the show. So if you'd like to go to that special screening of Vicky at the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin next Wednesday, send us a WhatsApp to 087-188-0008 and as I said, we will pick a winner at the end of the show. Now, we're in the middle of a conversation all to do with breastfeeding here in Ireland and how the the president's wife, Sabina Higgins, has called on the HSE to let new mothers spend a longer time in hospital learning how to breastfeed rather than being thrown out after uh, giving birth. She was highlighting the fact that Ireland has one of the lowest breastfeeding rates in the world. Around 40% of new mothers are still breastfeeding three days after they've been discharged from hospital but that shoots down to 10% after uh, six months. So that means 90% of babies in Ireland are not being uh, breastfed for uh, the entirety of the six months, for six months of their lives. Um, now, where am I going? I'm going to uh, Deirdre. You're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Deirdre. Hi, Adrian. Uh, well, Deirdre, you've three children. Yeah. And so, you, you also believe that there is little or no support in hospital when it comes to breastfeeding? Absolutely. I mean, um, I do think it's a bit of a mixture, but I think it does start on the ward um, with the training that the midwives receive. Um, I had my first daughter 20 years ago. She's 20 now. And um, I mean, at the time, I just breastfed because that was all I knew. My mother had breastfed and all the women in my life had breastfed. So... I didn't kind of know anything. Like, to be honest, I kind of thought bottles were for older babies, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, really? All oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I had grown up just seeing babies being breastfed, you know, small babies being breastfed. So that was what I knew. But uh, so I I was breastfeeding my daughter. And in the hospital, I think it was day two, um, one of the midwives took her to the nursery and they gave her a bottle. Which, I mean, is one of the worst things you can do for a breastfed baby is to give them a bottle because a baby needs to feed for your body to create the breast milk. And, um, you know, um, giving them a bottle immediately sets you back. Uh, Sorry, excuse me. Immediately sets you back because your body then takes longer to create the the breast milk, Mm. you know. Um, So, I mean, this is kind of basic training that midwives should know. Um, you know, not to give a breastfed baby a bottle. And actually, um, my sister-in-law had a baby last year and the same thing happened um, while she was in the hospital. She was breastfeeding and the midwife gave the baby a bottle. Uh, so in all that time, in the 20 years, the attitude hasn't changed. 
the training hasn't improved. No, you know? in fact, I, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago uh, how Croatia has the highest rate of breastfeeding in uh, Europe. Uh, a text just came in to us a moment ago and it says, I asked my Croatian friend who has two children in Croatia and she said they are given great support in hospitals. So that is clearly the difference if they have the highest breastfeeding rates in Europe. Yeah, and actually I know it would probably be controversial but my sister is a midwife in the UK and uh, they don't actually supply formula at all whereas in the hospitals in Ireland you get formula for free uh, for the babies when they're just born whereas in the UK if you want a bottle feed you have to bring in the bottles and the formula with you Mm. you know Um, so I know a lot of people would probably kick up about that but I mean It could be a step in in a better direction. I mean, um, you know, a lot more people might consider breastfeeding when they have to make that conscious decision at the start, if you know what I mean. And it, it, yeah, and it it does seem um, that one of the things that uh, Mrs. Higgins said was that she believes that there is um, a a lobby of uh, corporations who are pushing formula on women all over the world rather than the opposite. Um, And yes, formula obviously will sustain a child, but we all know breast is best. And um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows that we just need more help and encouragement, I think. Yeah, I mean, from my experience in the hospital, I would actually dispute the 40% rate. Um, would you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think that the rate is up to even 40% of, of new mothers breastfeeding, to be completely honest, you know. <laughs> um, but like on my third as well, like there was a 10-year gap. Um, so I had him in 2013. And I remember um, when I got home, well, actually, when I was in the hospital, they said, um, I had him on a Wednesday and they said, oh, you're breastfeeding. Well, we have a lactation consultant, but they're only here on a Tuesday. Yeah, and, and we heard that a, a couple of minutes ago as well. Yeah. If you if you arrive on a Friday evening and have your baby and you're gone home by Sunday, you won't meet any. Yeah. Um, well, which is ridiculous. Okay, so a lot more. Out, out of curiosity then, with your three children, uh, did you breastfeed them? Yeah, I mean, my my first one after that bottle, it was a bit more of a struggle and it was actually a, a combination fed. I ended up um, formula feeding and breastfeeding, um, which was it was difficult at the time. So, uh, like for my other two, then I was adamant that no, you're not giving them any bottles. Mm. I'm breastfeeding in that bit, but you know, I was I was more sure of myself, if you know what I mean. Mm. After my first. You know. Absolutely. All right. Great to talk to you, uh, Deirdre. Thanks very much indeed. Marina, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, Marina. Hi. Now, you're from uh, Canada. I am. You've two children. I do. And you believe that one of the reasons we have such low breastfeeding rates is a cultural thing. Explain what you mean. Yeah, I, I mean, this is just my experience. I think that it could potentially be a cultural thing. I think from living here for the past six years, you see how all the families come together. Like Irish people, in my opinion, are so, you know, they're all so helpful. They want to help everybody. They want to help you with the kids. And when you're a breastfeeding mother, it's a solo gig. And so the family can't really help in the way that they would initially think because I think breast, um, breastfeeding wasn't always 
a big deal here. Mm. And it was more so bottle feeding. So they think that the way they can help is by feeding. Um, and there's no other kind of alternative. But actually, if they kind of just change their mindset a bit and realize you can really help a breastfeeding mother in so many different ways, um, that perhaps the kind of helping community feel would, would kind of fall into the breastfeeding as well, if that makes sense. Do you notice a difference then in Canada? Are the breastfeeding rates in Canada higher than here? You know, I had to look that up. Um, my sisters both had kids at the same time as me and they did breastfeed and I know it's like very highly encouraged. Um, I don't know whether the rates themselves, I think initially it's like something like 95%, but after six months it drops down to like 50%. So oh, right, I don't but it's know 10% it's here better. after six months. So that'll oh, give you, really? Yeah, that'll give you a, an idea of the of the difference. Uh, so, yeah, yeah so... It, the problem we have here, as you said, it's a cultural thing. You can't even perhaps turn to your mother for advice on breastfeeding because chances are she probably didn't breastfeed either. Maybe not, yeah. And I think also, like, you know, in the hospital they were really good and they do encourage it from from what I saw. But it's after after the fact. Like, if you're not equipped with knowledge and the people around you are not equipped with knowledge on how to encourage you, as soon, honestly, as soon as I experienced any kind of issues with the breastfeeding, it was hammered into me. Like, why don't you why don't you just bottle feed? Like, it'll be so much easier if you just bottle feed. And it's like the reality is, it's not everything is easy, and breastfeeding certainly isn't. And so you you really need people to to be there to kind of guide you. Mm. Also tell you when to stop if it's getting too hard. But like, yeah, I think um, it's the after resources that are tougher Absolutely. more than anything. All right. Good yeah. to talk to you, Marina. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, one of the things that Sabina Higgins said was uh, it would be highly desirable of the HSE to have programs and regular ads on television showing breastfeeding mothers and about breastfeeding mothers so that even on television it uh, becomes the norm rather than, uh, and we do still have an issue, and I witnessed it myself only a couple of weeks ago with that woman on the bus staring the girl out for, for uh, breastfeeding uh, her child. It was horrible to see, and I nearly called the woman out over it. I didn't, so I didn't want to get involved, but it was very, very uh, annoying to see. Um, I want to play this WhatsApp voice note that came in to us uh, just a while ago. If you want to send us a very quick one, uh, 087-188-0008. This is Julie. Hi, my name is Julie. I breastfed all four of my children. Two of them had very severe tongue ties, which made it not possible to um, to breastfeed them. On my last baby, I discharged myself um, from hospital two days after having a C-section in order to get my baby's cut, a tongue tie cut privately. Um, as the HSC do not treat for tongue ties in the public system in any of the maternity hospitals, um, which makes breastfeeding um, virtually impossible for uh, for these babies. Um, one in ten babies are born with a tongue tie and I feel the HSE need to do a lot more with supporting women um, and caring for women who have babies with um, a tongue tie. All right, thanks very much indeed for your message, uh, Julie. And let me squeeze in one final call. And that's you, uh, Cathy, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Hi, how are you, Cathy? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. Why, oh, why, oh, why have we got the lowest rates of breastfeeding uh, nearly in the world? Why do you think that is, Cathy? I think a massive amount of it is social. So I would have got a lot of, I have six sisters, they had 18 kids between them. And a lot of it would have been like the comments that would have got, the baby's not getting enough water, you need to give formula. Uh, the baby's too hungry, you, you need to give formula. Or the baby's not sleeping, it's not enough, you need to give formula. Mm. So I think a massive amount of it is the education around breastfeeding. 
like my dad is 75, but one of my biggest advocates. Because funnily enough, he would have spent a lot of time around farms where, you know, the animals are all breastfed. So I think the benefits of it are known there. So he would have been, you know, no, no, she's grand. It's the colostrum. They're, they're getting all the antibodies. Hmm. But a massive amount of it, I think, is the social aspect of it. Well, you know? in fact, I, I, I just got a message in uh, a moment ago, and this is possibly what you're talking about. Adrian, if a woman wants to breastfeed today, breastfeed to your heart's content, but do it in private, not in public. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. seriously. Now, in, in fairness, you know, I personally haven't encountered a lot of kind of negativity when I'm outside. I was stopped one day by a woman who said, oh, you know, you know, I wish I'd kept breastfeeding, but my family made me stop. So I wouldn't have seen a lot of the negative side of it, but I mean, it's definitely out there. It is definitely out there. I, saw, I witnessed it myself only a couple of weeks ago. I really did. And it was, uh, it was awful to see. And, and until people with that sort of attitude that just uh, texted in, breastfeed your child in private, not in public, mm. they're the same people that think you should take your child into a toilet to feed your child, uh, exactly. which, which is ridiculous. I've spoken and to many disgusting. people like that. And disgusting, <laughs> exactly. Lunch in the toilet. Isn't that exactly the point? Um, yeah. and, and until we get rid of um, that sort of attitude, that antiquated attitude, there will always be that stigma um, and, and uh, fear in women. You know, nobody is, wants to get a dirty look for any reason. Yeah, and I think that there does need to be that confidence in the education. Like, I was very lucky insofar as my best friend has been continuously breastfeeding for the last five years over her three kids. So I kind of went into it with a bit of confidence because she was at the other end of the phone, like Mm. two days after my daughter was born. I was told, oh, you know, she's not having wet nappies, so, you know, she's going to be admitted to hospital and you need to give her formula. And she's not getting enough. And obviously, as a first-time mother, I panicked. And But luckily, you know, I call her the oracle. She was at the other end of the phone and she was like, no, you're okay. Your milk's going to come in. It's going to come in the next. And sure enough, that night did. Very good. But, you know, there was okay, no so, uh, so midwife. Part of the problem that we have is, is social, but the other part is that not enough effort. And certainly if you go to um, classes before you have your baby uh, and you express an interest, obviously you will be supported and helped. But it's for those women who don't do the classes, who may not express an interest before uh, having the baby, they need to be encouraged. They need to be encouraged and they need to be given the confidence. Because as a, without Tara, as her name, without Tara, you know, I certainly wouldn't have gotten this far. Mm. Um, because they are very, oh, you just give a bottle. Just, it's, it's okay, just give a bottle, it's fine. Just give a bottle. Mm. And that's kind of, that seems to be the general attitude in Ireland. Whether it, and I do think midwives are fantastic, but they're also under a lot of pressure and it's not, an easy conversation to have. It's not as straightforward. Here's what you do and this is it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there there does need to be, now I was obviously at a hospital quite quickly. I was 12 hours after I had her, I was out. So I can't speak to the lactation consultants in the hospital, but there needs to be a general education around the benefits of breastfeeding. Um, Because certainly without that support, I wouldn't have been able to stand up for myself. Mm. And I certainly wouldn't have kept going as far as I've come now. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, 
All right, well, as I said, and it's very annoying, to be honest with you, uh, getting messages like we've gotten saying there are more important thing in, things in the world to uh, talk about. In my opinion, there aren't many uh, more important things to be talking about than um, the nutrition of our newborn babies. Um, it's incredibly important, even if you look at COVID. Like, I got my COVID vaccine and the antibodies will go into my breast milk. Mm-hmm. So for the last 16 months, she's been getting COVID vaccine antibodies. I'm getting my flu shot today, and she's obviously still too young for her own flu shot. Mm-hmm. But she'll get my antibodies, which will hopefully protect her into her second flu season. So e- even things like that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah no, it is, it, it is an important conversation, and we make no apologies for yeah. having it. I appreciate the call, Cathy. Thanks very much indeed Thanks for talking for to us. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.